Warning, the following audio transmission is based on theory and is intended for entertainment purposes only. It's Doomsday and its affiliates will not be held liable for anything your dumbass does. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome everybody to It's Doomsday Podcast. Today is December 11th, 2022. Time is 5.55 p.m. And joining me as always is Big Daddy Prep. What's going on, man? I'm, I'm doing well, Jester. I'm, I'm completely healed up from my illness last week. And uh, I, 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 my mind is really expanding. That being ill really made me do a lot of thinking, a lot of deep soul searching. So I'm good. Anything you'd care to share with the listeners as far as the soul searching goes? Well, it kind of is the topic of discussion for tonight, Jester. Um, you know, I guess when you get a little older, you know, I'm 54 this year, and I, I, I'm not old ancient, but I have, you know, I'm getting into my, my years where I've got a little bit of wisdom and I've seen a few things. And being sick and being down, and my wife and I being sick, and my father-in-law being sick, everything, it, it made me get to thinking about, what if something bad happened and we got sick or or injury came along or just natural progression of life come along and you were the last man standing, you were it. And your circle suddenly got very small and then you were the circle. And so my mind has been working in those those avenues. And I, I thank the good Lord for that because I've I've always thought about all kind of ways to prep and plan and be be ready, but I never thought of some of the things I've thought of lately. So today's topic, I had to suggest it to you. What if you're the last man standing? You know, and and this is a good topic to cover because a lot of the, I've, I, you know, we all have some dark thoughts that go through our minds in the realm of prepping and, you know, all this doomsday-esque stuff. And the thought in my head is, am I even going to want to s- still be going if I would lose my circle, if I would lose my family? Or would I just give up at that point? If, Absolutely. You that's, know. that's that's part of my thought process here. Uh, what if you were the last person? Do you want to be the last person? Do you want to continue on? Do You, you know, there's so many questions that I've got today that I, I can expand upon. But let's just start out with the fact of what could happen to you that you end up being the last person. You know, none of us are young. Age becomes a factor if you build your circle with older people and not enough use your circle could die off there is illness um we all got a bad flu virus in our house here about a week and a half ago we were very very ill gesture if it had been a situation where the power grid had been down we had been trying to survive my wife might not have would have survived she's already kind of you know immunocompromised so yes there's a chance that i could have been the last person and not only that but what if injury or someone come along to try to maraud and try to take what you have there's all kinds of instances that could dwindle your population your circle down very quickly so that that's really on my mind and i i i 
implore to the listeners that I know that you have your angle of thought that you prep from and you come from, but it's been revealed to me over the last couple of weeks that you must expand out the way you think in the areas that might not necessarily be an area that you want to think about. Who wants to think about being the last person, Jester? Let's well, face it. Yeah, nobody does. Nobody. Nobody does because they don't want to. So, yeah, death, injury, uh, attrition. Uh, there's all kinds of things that could dwindle down your circle and make you the only person. Here's a, here's a scary thought, man. What if you're out and you're out hunting, you know, grocery shopping in the woods, so to speak, yep. and uh, you come back and everybody's gone because they've all been rounded up and taken to a camp? Jester, I, I hate to revert back to movies, but over the years, as you watch movies, not necessarily that you believe everything that's in a movie, but the storylines that followed that. I was watching a, my wife loves the Lonesome Dove series, and we were watching that today, and I we got it. We started watching it, and I was watching some of those storylines of how you go out and you do something, you come back, and everybody's dead or, or everybody's gone. Just like you said, this is, a, this is a fact. This is something that could actually happen to you. But there are a lot of storylines along movies over the years that I've gotten, oh, God, that storyline right there is, is, is scary. You know, what if – what if, you know, it's the, it's the what ifs that keep you awake at night time. You know, and I mean, let's not even think about, you know, the just what we see in movies. I mean, you go back and you look at the colony of Roanoke and how that entire colony just disappeared off the face of the earth. And no one knows where they went. No one knows what happened to them. Um, you know, you had, a, you had over 100 people that just vanished, right? Yep. Right off, right off the face of the earth, they just, they're just they just gone. Yeah, and, you know, when the next settlers came and they found out, they're looking like well, there's no indication of where they went here. You know, did the did the Indians, you know, kill them or take them hostage? Did they just die? Where are the bodies? So, yeah, it, I understand that that thought. But here's something else I did the other day, and Jester, I, I'm, not, I'm not a movie person, but I love old movies. And I happened to be watching some crazy movies, and I watched the Planet of the Apes movies the other day, and I was looking at this, and I was going, gee, I, I try to take everything and incorporate. How would you know, how could you incorporate this into your thoughts of what happened? And I'm thinking, you know, these were nutty movies back in the 60s, how we blew the society up, and we had to build society from the bottom. But just we're at that point right now. I mean, we're at a point where we have nuclear war on the table Right now in front of us. It wasn't just back in the 60s during the conflict. It's now. You know, nuclear war is a very real possibility, and it's being brought to us every day in the news. Um, what if something happened and everybody was wiped out in your area but you? What if you couldn't find anyone else? You know, uh, the last man standing might, you know, they always say the last man standing is the winner. Maybe in this situation you're not necessarily the winner. I mean, either either way, it's, I mean, win or loser, scary thought in general. I mean, my whole thing is, you know, there's kind of two sides to this. Yes, there's you if you're left alone, if something breaks bad, if it happens. But then there's also the flip side is what the hell happened to the people that were depending on you? Right. You know, that's right. what's so scary about this. So, I mean, let's say shit does hit the fan. It's, uh, you know, regardless of what circumstance it is, could be nuke. Could be Kali Arono, could be alien abduction, doesn't matter. What do you do from this point on? Right. Do you want to remain on your own? If there are others that you come across, do you want to join up with another group of people? I mean, is that is that an option for you? 
Is that an option possibly that you want to join up with others if you find them? And then we always say, you know, the best thing is not to be the lone wolf mentality, but, you know, is it? It just depends on who you are in the situation it is. My wife and I had to talk about this. When, we, when I brought this, this topic to you today and we started talking about it, I was talking to my wife about it. She's like, you know, would you want to join up with somebody else or would you want to remain on your own? I'm like, that's a good thought, honey. I, I, you know, I, I don't know. I guess it just depends. So are you able to join up with another group without compromising yourself? Um, would they think you were compromising them by approaching their group if you did meet up with someone? So there's all kinds of questions out there. You don't want to show your hand. That's for sure. Every life is a poker game at that point. So you don't want to show your hand. Oh, I think there's, I think for me, there would be kind of three circumstances of, of would say I'm going to be the lone wolf. I'm going to meet, I'm going to go with a group. Okay. The first circumstance would be if, if my circle just vanished and I didn't know what happened, I would want to stay alive to try to figure out that mystery, right? Mm-hmm. So right. I think I think at that point I would be the lone wolf, but I, I would start moving in and out of these groups to try to get information on where people are going. Right. 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 Now, if it was a situation I came back and my circle was massacred, I don't think I'd want to go on at that point. Um, so I might just stay there. I don't think even going to get with another group would even be a priority at that point. But – there, and then there's there's one more circumstance. What if your circle kicks you out? What if you were dependent on that circle and they said, you know what, dude, you suck, you got to go. I think right. if I was fully dependent, I would be looking for another circle to be dependent on again. Hey, preppers, do you want 10% off survival food? Go to www.readywise.com and use code DOOM10 at checkout for 10% off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at readywise.com, D-O-O-M-10 for 10% off at readywise.com. Absolutely. And, and understand what we're talking about here is is the great unknown. We don't have all the answers because, frankly, to be honest with you, this is one of the least talked about things that's in prepping is being left on loan. Do you want to join up with others? People just don't talk about these things. But here's where well, here's some suggestions I have for you if you were left on your own. You have to do a critical analysis of, of the situation that happened and see – can you figure out what happened? If you can, then you have to guide yourself accordingly to that. But understand, being the only person now, you're the only person you have to worry about. That's good and bad. Um, if you have too many supplies and you simply can't use them or can't resource them properly, do you share your resources with someone else to come into your group? Or do you stay by yourself? Um Understand that anything that you share, any information you share with others, you might be gaining information, but you may be giving away valuable information that is detrimental to you in the end. So you have to be very careful, very close with your cards to your chest and not let someone, you know, get a hand up on you. But being alone is one of those situations we've talked about tons of times on here and on all different kinds of shows. We've talked about, you know, by your by yourself, can you sleep? Nobody's watching. Um, can you hunt by yourself? Can you do tasks without getting hurt? Um, 
you have to be very careful by yourself. Uh, a lot of people think this lone wolf mentality is a smart mentality. I frankly think it's a horrible mentality. My wife and I were talking about that a little while ago. It's horrible to be thinking about being by yourself. But if you were forced to be, your mind has to open up to the things that you never would have ever thought of in the past. No, and I, I 100% agree with that. And, the, the you know, kind of the other side of this, which we've covered a lot on the show so far, but what about the idea you have to rebuild this group too? Because yes. that is a flip side to this too. Like, you know, say that you're not just lone wolfing it. You're not just looking for a group. Let's say you're like, hey, I'm going to rebuild. That puts a yep. whole other spin on this. Yeah, because there might be people that come up upon you and your situation and they simply just aren't a good fit. And you have to handle the fact that, I, dude, I just can't do this with you. Or maybe it's too many people. Maybe 12 people come up in a group and you simply don't have the resources to be able to handle that many people. But you're going to have to be an, you're going to be the ultimate uh, diplomat in this situation. You, you have to know when to be forceful and when to also be able to negotiate. This is why I say to people that they have certain mentalities, they're not going to make it because you have certain people, they're very closed-minded. They, they, they can't open their mind to being able to negotiate with someone or be very firm. They're, they're so easygoing, they can't be firm. You're going to have to be Mr. Everything. Especially if you're going to rebuild a community, you have to look at everyone as what can they do for the community. You can't just be soft-hearted, but you also can't be such a hard ass that you end up by yourself because no one stands up to your standards. Um, this is a tough topic, but it's a it's a it's a thinking topic, and that's what I like about prepping and the prepping mindset. Is people have to open their minds to new things that they normally wouldn't think about. You know, on that note, though, I think that for someone to have that lone wolf mentality, like if I would lone wolf it, Al, I would need a goal. I would yeah. need I would need an end game. Like it would probably be me lone wolfing it to maybe reach a destination or to maybe reach a point in time. Or, you know, and I hate to reference movies again, but you always see these zombie movies where they're traveling around the country looking for that safe haven. And it's like yeah. one or two people and they're alone. I mean, we saw something like this in the Book of Eli. We saw something like this in um, I Am Legend. You know, we saw some things like this. And yeah. I think that's that's kind of what separates it, though, is like these guys that are, are the lone wolves or these guys that are moving, they're, um, they have a goal at the end of this. You know what I mean? Yep. I, I think, uh, you know, I'm very goal-orientated. That's me. I have to look at something. And, and I'm the type of person that we could go out and do something all day long. We can chop wood all day long. But at the end of the day, I want to see what I chopped. You know, what I mean, I, I have to see my my progression. So that's something I, I would have to I would have to have a goal, and I would have to be able to see progress. Whether it's to rebuild a community or to teach others a skill or whatever it might be. Um, some people aren't that way. Some people they just they just living from day to day to day to day. They couldn't care about a goal. You would have to specifically find what motivates you because every day is going to have to be i mean every sunrise is going to have to be a motivation every uh, you know every time the moon comes up something's gonna to have to motivate you to make it to the next day so that's gonna be a personal search so yeah this is a deep this is a deep topic gesture a very deep topic you know something i do want to want to point point out too is i mean you know if you're if your circle's gone and you're on your own your group's disbanded at that point, medical issues become all that more critical, yes, right? Sir. You sprain an ankle, you're not hunting. 
you get hurt really bad, you get infected, you got nobody to take care of you, right? Right, right. There's just, you know, when we talk about the idea of having a group and having a community, it's the idea that everybody plays a part in that. And, you know, you're going to be in an extreme risk when you're by yourself. But again, the whole risk versus reward thing, if you're out there moving and you're risking injury moving through terrain because you're trying to get to another group setting or another, you know, community-based setting, I mean, it might be worth that risk. This is a whole, like, this topic is one of those topics where you need to pre-think this stuff before it happens. You got to sit down, weigh your options, because if it's if it's a thing, you come back and your entire group was just massacred. You might not want to stick around to figure out what happened. You might just want to get the hell out of Dodge. Right. You know, what really got my mind thinking about this is being sick, like I said, a couple of weeks ago. And the reason why is because of the day to day things. My wife and I have always had a work. You know, you it, just like our circle, our daily circle now is similar to the circle you would have if something bad happened. We we all have jobs. We all have specific things that we do. We overlap taking care of each other, you know, taking care of things. I help my wife do the laundry, do the dishes, cook. We overlap. When one's gone, the other one does. When we got sick, everything fell apart. This is this is the where this mindset comes in. Understand, when you're in a group, someone's the gatherer, someone's the, the, the person that goes out and grows the crop, someone's that goes out and takes care of the chickens and gathers eggs every day. When it's just you, you can't do everything. But then maybe not as many things have to be done, but you're going to have to be hyper aware of the fact that anything that happens could be the end of you. I mean, you get sick, you fall, you break an ankle, um, you get found out, you you sleep, someone could creep up on you. All these things can happen. So, yeah, this is a thinking man's topic right here. And, and if you don't think about this ahead of time and you do become the only person, understand this doesn't have to be far into your journey of something bad happening. You could get stranded. This has happened. You know, and I've seen this before. People get stranded in an air, in an air crash on the side of a mountain and there's two or three people that live. Someone doesn't make it, and it's down to one person. It, it's happened many times. You know, something I would like to point out, too, is that your security element at that point is just gone. Yep. I mean, it. you know, you have nobody watching your back. You know, if you guys were pulling, you know, shifts with a security operation, that's gone. Right. But, you know, so here's another thing, too, Al. Let's say a circumstance like this happens. Let's say you have your group. You came into that group. You were never in control of it. You were just a part of it, but you had a buy-in. You had to bring so much weapons, ammunition, freeze-dried food, water, or water purification, or you had to bring something to the table. Right. What if they kick your ass out and say, you're not taking that stuff with you? Yeah, then you're pretty much a man without a country and without anything to bring to the next table. I mean, you have nothing to go to the next group and say, I need to do this. That's why I preach to people so many times in, in the past is skills. What's in contained in your head is going to be your greatest skill. If you know how to purify water, if you know how to grow food, if you know how to go out and collect and, and dry food, if you know how to preserve and can food, if you know how to go out and make tools, fix things, all these skills that are in your head is something that you can take with you. I, that's why I've always preached to people the physical things like, oh, it's, a guy will say, well, I've got 27 uh, ARs and i got so-and-so. Okay, but what can you do? Your skills, you can go from one group to the other. When you go to another group and they say, well, what are your skills? What are you bringing to the table? Well, I know how to do this, 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 and this. 
that actually is that's that's currency. That's something that you actually tangibly can show somebody and help them with. You know, um, a lot of people think they can buy their way through preparedness and buy their way through the apocalypse. And a lot of it is going to be right contained between your ears up, up upstairs. No, and I, I agree with you. I mean, you know, knowledge is power. Like you're saying, bringing skills to the table is absolute currency. And maybe that's what, you know, listeners, maybe that's what you ought to ask yourself now is in the event I need a group, what am I bringing to the table? What skill do I possess? And we've talked about this before on the show, or what skills would be best to have during the apocalypse? And, I mean, start making that assessment, guys. Start right. self-assessing now so where you could say, hey, there's stuff I need to work on. Like, Al, so I'm going um, in January, I'm starting EMT classes. That's great. That's and it's, great. And it's not because I want to go out and be an EMT. It's because I want that skill. I want that knowledge. If shit breaks bad, I want to know more. I want to have more medical knowledge than what I have now just so I could be a benefit if shit does break bad. And I mean, guys, I'm not even talking about an apocalyptic scenario here. I'm talking, let's say somebody gets hurt on my property and I have to help them. I have an elderly father. Let's say something happens to him and I got to keep him alive till paramedics show up. Let's say I'm at Walmart and I see somebody just keel over, right? Like just the idea of being able to help, you know, take the doomsday shit out of it completely. Just the idea of being able to help plus the benefit of we would now have an EMT in the group in the apocalypse. Right. And, you know, I went through EMT school when I was very young. And actually, my wife and I were talking about it the other day. I said, yeah, I, I miss that. I should brush up on some of those things. And, that's, and, and having those skill sets is great. You know, one thing I can honestly say about myself, Jester, is, is, is I spent all those years working behind the walls and behind the fences of prisons. And, and I always tell my wife, I said, I always function the best when I'm under the most pressure. Because it's like the more the pressure you see people running around screaming, grabbing kids and going nuts, I get to a complete calm because that's what I functioned under for years. So pressure doesn't bother me. The day-to-day -day life drives me bonkers. <laughs> but the more pressure there is, but that in itself is a skill to be able to calm down and see things for what they are and say, hold on a minute, don't do this. Do this right here. This is going to get this. Any skill that you bring, Anything that you can learn now that you could add to your stockpile of knowledge is, is, is grand. If it's, if, it's, if it's going to an EMT, even if it's just – if you don't know how to do basic CPR, learn to do that. If you don't know how to bandage wounds, go learn to do that. Whatever class, book, skill, especially a one-on-one -on -one skill where someone teaches you that already knows how to do something, that's that's – that's the grand thing here. This is more currency for your wallet, your 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 knowledge wallet. So yeah, I, hey, I'm with you on that 100. percent Everybody needs to pick up a new school every single year. So let's talk about this for a second. Since you brought up the prison thing, it made something register in my mind. Mm -hmm. When you got guys coming into prison, what do they do? Do they go lone wolf or do they get into groups? A lot of times, it's they go into groups. Some try the lone wolf, but they figure out they can't make it lone wolf, and so they have to fit into a group. You have very few people, no matter what they tell you, that actually can go lone wolf in a prison setting because you need others. You'll say, well, hold on a minute. They provide you with the food and the bed. And That's not it. Life is different than the basic requirements there. So people do click up. They get into groups. That way they feel as if they're being they're, – they're, they're being uh, – 
assisted all the time. Someone's watching your back, you're watching their back. Someone's taking care of this, you're helping them with that. So yeah, people join groups for a reason. Um, just for we as humans, we have a need to interact with others. We're kind of a pack type animal. Um, we don't like being alone. Even if we want to be alone for a little while, we still like other human beings involved with us for the most part. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, and that's like the big thing too. And I, I was going to get into this at some point. I'm glad you brought it up. Guys, just the idea of companionship, having somebody to talk to, having somebody to bounce ideas off of, having somebody to vent to. You know, a lot of you guys listening right now are driving down the road in your cars, and Al and I are your companions of the day. As you're right. bored as shit driving to work, Al and I are here to entertain you guys and give you some companionship as you're cruising on down the highway. Right? That's right. <laughs> so that's right. You know, now now imagine in the you know in this apocalyptic scenario when you're just like, man, I am so bored. I just want somebody to talk to. People will go nuts if they're isolated long enough. That is true. And, and and also, think about this for a minute. In your group setting that we're talking about you being the lone wolf, what if your companion in life, your closest companion, whether it be your children, your spouse, significant other, whatever it might be, what if they're gone? I'm going to be honest with you, Jester. Um, I, by myself, can do a lot of things. Probably do more things than my wife can do. But the thoughts of being alone without her, yeah, that that's very that's very hard on me thinking about that. Because yes, be honest with you, Miss Kara is about eighty percent of my life. I do things in life that I do for she and I, because she is my circle. She's part of my circle. If she wasn't here, I can take care of me, but I'm not so sure I want to take care of me. Now, I mean, that's that's deep into the, the mental side, but it's true. Men, mentally, it's not just physically that you're being taken care of. Mentally, are you going to be taken care of and taking care of yourself? Um, the loss of someone else that's very close to you could be absolutely devastating. Hey, preppers, do you want 10% off survival food? Go to www.readywise.com and use code DOOM10 at checkout for 10% off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at readywise.com, D-O-O-M-10 for 10% off at readywise.com. Right, no, and I mean, again, you know, that's uh, that's something I think about all the time, Al, is if, if I lost my wife today... Do you know how hard it would be just to function with day-to-day life, her not being around, having to take care of the boys, like all these things? It would not be a – it's not going to be an easy ride. But not only that, like it's a situation where you still have to fight the good fight because I still have children that are dependent on me. Right. Right? So I couldn't right. just I couldn't just be like, my wife's gone, I'm giving up. I, You know, I couldn't do that. At the same time, though, if she was gone, I have no idea how I would manage everything. Right. And I don't either. I have no idea. And we, as preparers, as people that prepare for bad situations, we can go out and buy all the gauze in the world. We can buy all the ARs in the world. We can go out and buy every kind of way to make a fire or purify water under the sun. But it's the things that we can't go out and buy or the things that people like to think about the least. They, 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 they well, I'll, I'll just buy more water purification. I'll just buy some more food. 
wait a minute, hold on. What about making your skills better? What about uh, thinking about what would happen if you didn't have your significant other? What would you do? How would you act? Prepare yourself for these things. It's those topics that people don't want to talk about. That's the reason why I brought this topic up today, because there are many topics that people don't want to talk about. But they have to because these are things that are going to slap you right square in the face when something bad happens. You know, Al, another whole side to this is you got to think about this too. You got to know your limitations. You know how many people are going to go out and have a heart attack the moment they try to uh, split some firewood because they haven't done it? Or they got right. to drag a deer out of the woods and, and they collapse because right. they're not used to that kind of they're not used to that kind of physical or manual labor. So that's something you guys got to think about too is learning your limitations. If you can't run a mile right now, you're not going to run a mile while someone's chasing you in the apocalypse. Sure not. You're sure not. This leads to another few topics too. It's like if you know that you're physically not in super shape, maybe right now, since nothing bad is happening right now, maybe today is when you say, I'm going to get out and start walking that half mile today. I'm going to start and get out and get a little, get a little bit more physically fit. I'm going to eat a little less. I'm going to learn a little something. Start working on you now. Because right. the bad situation could be tomorrow. It could be six months down the road. It might be 60 years down the road. But you need to start working on you today. You know, here's – okay, so I 100% agree with you. And, guys, I mean, I am – I am not going to go out and say I'm physically fit at all. Like, I'm, I'm definitely not. I'm a little squishy around the midsection. But I'll tell you what. I get out enough to know if I'm if I'm going through a walk on my property, I know which hills are going to kick my ass, right. right? I know easier ways to go places. I know how long it's going to take me to go places. And I know certain areas I'm going to run out of breath, right? Yep. And this, this isn't creating endurance anyway, but it's creating a smarter plan, right? So yep. I so I know in my head now I'm trying to get back to the gym more and you know I'm working on that and I'm pushing for that but life gets in the way of a lot of things. It sure does. And it it's does. it's really hard to kind of put it on a line and say you know what I'm going to put everything else on hold and I'm going to go to the gym today because you still got you still have to have a life you got to do shit you got to work you got kids you got you got responsibilities outside of physical health. But physical health needs to be a priority that we, uh, you know, it needs to become a higher priority, especially when you're talking about a situation where you're bugging out or you're going to be the lone wolf, you know, things of this nature, right? Right. You have people every day that think they're going to bug out and they're going to take over the world, but right now they can't take the trash out. And that mentality that something is going to happen today and tomorrow I am going to jump up, be a superhero. I'm going to kick the world's butt. That, that, that's not going to happen, folks. You right now start to work on the things. I, I worked on something this year, Jester, something I've been scared of my whole life. I have been scared of heights my entire life. Oh, me too, Al. Don't get me. <laughs> but I broke myself of a lot of it this year. Not that I am cured of it. But I had to work on a gin roof this year that was 40 feet in the air without being tied off. And you know something? I did it. I made myself do it. Every single time that lift went in the sky, my ass was on it until I got to where it didn't bother me as bad because I said, I'm going to beat this right here right now because I might have to one day. You know, you totally just brought up something else I didn't even think of with this lone wolf mentality or, or your leaving circle, last man standing mentality. Al, think about the fear factor in this. 
Yep. Imagine, like, I know, listen, I'm I'm not scared of many things, but I'll tell you guys what. There's times I'm alone in the woods at night, and I'll hear something, and it'll freak me out. And when I become startled, I, I hear more shit, and I get more freaked out, right? Yep. I mean, yep. any anybody that, you know, if you've ever walked to your deer stand at 4 a.m. by yourself when it's pitch black outside, or you're staying in your deer stand till after dark and you're walking back, there's many times I'm in, I'm in the woods alone by myself at night. And this is, and yeah, it could be a little uneasy. It could be a little scary, but imagine it's an apocalyptic situation and you're in the woods at night and you're bugging out at night and you're moving by yourself. Imagine that right. because right. there's I, a whole nother set of threats out there than just a bear or, you know, a poisonous snake that might be hunting at night that you don't see venomous snake. Everybody's going to comment and tell me I'm an idiot now. <laughs> I know a guy. Jester, I mean, he is the greatest guy in the world. Tough, mean. I mean, you wouldn't want to run into him, but is terrified of the dark. Well, say to me, hey, Al, could you get so-and-so out of my truck? I know he's terrified of the dark. And he was rattling off one day about something, and I said, I ain't worried about you anyway. I could beat you any day. And he said, why? What are you talking about? I thought, that's all I got to do is turn the light out. It's over game's over <laughs> and do you know the embarrassment on his face because he knew i knew his weakness because i had sit and watched him i knew his weakness it hurt him worse that i knew his weakness than than i was right and that was his weakness and now he started working on that um going out in the dark getting a little braver of the dark getting, that was the only thing that bothers him is the dark gesture what if that was the only thing that bothered you and you were by yourself? It's going to get dark, folks. Oh, yeah. You know, that, there's you know, going to be things at heights that you're going to have to do that, you know, you're not going to want to do. So, Some people are scared of water. So, guys, well, that, okay, so what I would say is, guys, learn your kryptonites. Right. Learn what it is. How Al said, you know, he's he overcame his fear of heights. Guys, if there's something that you're scared of, maybe work on that now. Right? Right. Now, for me, like, I'm pretty much, I'm good with the dark, I'm good with the woods, I'm, I'm good with the water. The one thing that bothers me is going through thick, like, wooded situations where I can't have a clear view of my feet. That's what, and that freaks me the hell out. And there's a couple reasons. Number one, I'm worried about venomous snakes. That's always going to be a thing. Number two is you never know what kind of debris could be out there. I don't want to step on a nail or get caught in a, in a barbed wire fence or whatever. That's the kind of shit that freaks me out. Yep. But that's, you know, that's a normal that's a normal thing. But learn that you kryptonite. Know, you know what your kryptonite is. You you don't have to go out and search for it. You know what it is cuz it's the thing that makes you go, well, I ain't going to do that. I yeah. do that. I know people that are terrified <laughs> of the water, Jester. I mean, they they're great they but they're not walking close to the water. My wife is terribly afraid of the water. So my thing is to break her of that slowly but surely, get her more used to it to where she's not terrified of the water. She can swim. She's terrified of the water. So, and I'm not about to bother me any, but that's the thing. I need to break her of her kryptonite a little bit. And you know what your kryptonite is. So here's in, 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 in kind of wrapping up at the end of this thing, folks, find out what your kryptonite is. Try to overcome it. Try to learn new things every day expand your knowledge because if you are the only person if you are the lone wolf you're going to be it you're going to have to depend on you you're not going to have somebody else to fall back on you are who you're going to fall back on 
whether that's physically something or mentally something or something you're scared of, a, a fear, you have to beat these things. But no one can do this for you. You must do this yourself, and you're the only person that knows what these limitations are. You can't go to a doctor and they're going to say, okay, well, here's your limitation. No, no, no. You know what it is, so you work on it every day. If you're physically not in that, in that good a shape, start walking a quarter mile a day. Nobody's going to die from walking a quarter mile a day. Then you build up from there. If it's something that you're scared of, start doing it a little bit and learn learn to get over that. It's just little steps, baby steps. I agree with you guys. Um, guys, I want to thank you guys for coming into the show today, listening. Listen, share this out. Download Please. this. Make sure you're following, right? If you're listening on Apple, leave us a review. If you're on Spotify, leave us a review. Guys, leave the reviews. They help get us more listeners when they have the higher star rating and they see more stars. Review the show, guys, and we'll be back uh, next week's episode. In the meantime, like Al said, guys, baby steps. Baby steps. action message. At approximately 1 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, Nora is tracking 15 ICBM nuclear missiles inbound to the following cities. Orlando, Miami, Pittsburgh, Dover, Newark, Richland, Philadelphia, New York City, Baltimore, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Boston, Seattle, Detroit. This is an extremely deadly situation. Stay tuned, the next emergency message will be a presidential address.